Before we begin, I would like to encourage everyone listening to the podcast to sign up for my upcoming workshop, where we will learn how to improve our relationships with each other while focusing on the relationship with ourselves. The dowsing protocol is called the Twin Flame Within Restructuring, and the workshop will be held on Saturday, July 30th on Zoom. Registration for the class is only $80, which is a limited time offer for this date only. So if this is something that you want to add to your dowsing practice, please go to vitalbioenergetics.com and register today. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And today's special guest is Barbara Stone. Now, Barbara Stone is an author, workshop presenter, bilingual psychotherapist, and developer of the Soul Detective Protocols, which find hidden spiritual roots of emotional problems. She's also a musician and gardener and holds a doctorate in clinical psychology from Pacifica Graduate Institute in uh, Capinturnia? Is that how you pronounce that? Carpenteria. Carpenteria, California. So, Barbara, welcome to the show. Thank you. And thank you so much for asking me to be here, Bill. Now, I met Barbara at the American Society of Dowsers National Convention, uh, where we were both speakers at that. I was not able to go and see your presentation because they kept me very, very busy at this conference. But I was very intrigued by the topic and everything that you were doing here. Now, today, I think what we're going to be focusing on is your protocols in place in order to keep your vibration at a higher level. Because here at High Vibes, we're all about keeping your vibration high at all times because, you know, we don't want to be attracting any of the garbage that is happening out in the world right now. We want to keep, we want to keep ourselves high. So that way, um, and we I've found this, especially with my clients, is that the higher we can keep our vibration, the less likely we are going to be attracting negative thought forms or what I like to call fourth and fifth density, uh, high vibration entities of our, which are basically aspects of ourselves that feed on negative energy and then just becomes this big dark spiral and whatever. And, and a lot of people have a different names for this sort of thing. Some people call them alien frequencies. Some people call them um, negative quadratic influences and whatever. There's a, whole, there's a whole host of them, no matter how what kind of vocabulary you use. The bottom line is these are things that are keeping your vibration low and makes you more susceptible to things like fear, anger, anxiety, and disease to make you actually actually can manifest and metastasize into disease. So Barbara, first of all, let's find out a little bit more about you. Where, what is your story and how did you get to this point? Oh, well, I was in a 
program for clinical psychology, a doctorate in clinical psychology. And at that time, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. The night before surgery, I was praying for help. This was in 1991. And I asked for help to get through whatever was ahead of me. Because if you get cancer as a young person, it's more dangerous because the cancer actually has more vigor. So in my mind's eye, as I was praying for help, help me, please help me. I saw the figure of Jesus in my mind's eye come forward and I felt a physical tap on my sternum. That was the first tapping experience I ever had. And well, Jesus is a face that love wears for me. I was raised in a Christian tradition. Uh, the face of love might be a different face for someone in a different uh, cultural tradition. But as Jesus tapped me on the sternum, there was a thought conveyed, I, Jesus, now heal your soul. I now heal your soul. And with that tap, a very deep wound inside of me healed up. Before I got the diagnosis of cancer, I had been thinking, oh, this world is just too hard. People are too mean to each other. Why can't they see that war just makes everybody lose? And why can't people just get along like they do in the place where I was before I came here? Mm -hmm. And then I changed my mind once I got the cancer ticket to go home. I did not want to go home on that ticket. And I absolutely knew with my soul healed that my body would follow suit. And I would learn to really love my life, which is what has happened over these last 31 years. After that, I prayed, um, okay, to great spirit, use me as is most needed for the collective. I didn't ask for what would be the easiest or make me the richest, or I just said, you know, in service to others, what's most needed. And then a woman came into my practice who told me that she was the survivor of satanic ritual abuse. Mm -hmm. And boy, that information was so traumatic. I had to go learn energy tools just to survive myself, the vicarious trauma of these stories I heard. She told me unspeakable horrors, and then she asked me to write her story. Oh, my. Uh, it took me 20 years to do that, but her case history is in my book, Transforming Fear into Gold. And that sort of, that was baptism by fire of because she brought so many different kinds of things to the work. Talk therapy didn't help. She had entity invasion and other things. And my regular tools didn't work for her. So I had to learn more tools. She was the catalyst. And I'm so happy to say that she is a survivor and she is doing well. And I think, boy, if she can heal from what she went through, certainly I can heal from the lesser traumas that I've had in my life. So that's how I got into this. And then once 
we start learning energy healing tools and transformational tools to raise our vibration, we get hooked on it. We want more. I want to learn more about how to feel good. So I would like to share the biggest thing to raise your vibration is to be in the center of your own energy field, because that's where your power is. The energy circulates around our bodies in a toroidal shape. It's like a big donut, and we're in the center of the donut, and the energy flows. I have on my website a series of really short YouTube videos about getting centered, how to muscle test to see if you are centered and corrections for each of the three vectors. We have an up and down vector, which we're gonna get centered right now. If the audience would do this with me, take your right hand, put it over your heart, and then make a circle around the midline going down on the left and up on the right. And we say an affirmation, something like this, I deeply and profoundly accept myself with all my problems and limitations. I accept all my feelings about everything, including the state of the world today. And I also accept all my gifts and talents. That's a hard one, so I'm gonna say it twice. I accept all of my gifts and talents. And that helps get the up and down vector of our energy field right in the center. We also have a front back vector. Sometimes I get ahead of myself and I try to do seven things and there's only one of me. <laughs> and it's hard to do seven at once. So here is a quick fix to get centered in the front back vector. Place five fingers around the belly button. And then with the other hand, tap under the collarbone, right in the juncture of the clavicle and the sternum, there's a little dip there. Put a thumb on one side and long fingers on the other. Tap and take some deep breaths. Mm. Keep the five fingers around the belly button and then tap under the nose and under the lips and tap or rub the tailbone. You can skip that one if it would make people giggle too much, like in a class of fourth graders. Um, but if you want to feel really good, then repeat that with the other hand, five fingers around the belly button and tap under the collarbone, deep breaths. Mm. Tap under the nose, which is a power spot on your body. And under the lips, which is another power spot. These two regulate, under the nose regulates the governor vessel flow of energy, which regulates all the meridians that flow down. Half the system flows down. The other half flows up, so tap under the lips, and that balances the conception vessel or the central vessel, which regulates all the meridians that flow up. And then one more of my favorite quickie centering techniques is the thymus thump. And that helps immunity, which is even more important today than it was when I started doing this work. 
So to help your immunity, smile, because smiling helps our immunity. Think of people you love, and it can be four-legged people too, if you love your dog. Think of somebody you love, make a fist, and tap on the sternum in a triplet rhythm. And you say, because triplets are the energy of the heart. And we say a sound that balances the heart chakra, which is an awe sound. So you tap, thump on the thymus and say, ha, 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 And those corrections, those exercises are all on the YouTube centering videos. They're on the homepage of my website, which is at www souldetective.net that's spelled not like your shoe soul it's your immortal soul s-o-u-l-d-e-t-e-c-t-i-v-e dot net and please share those videos with other people they're very popular because when you get in your center you have yourself when you're beside yourself, you don't have access to your power and an entity can come along. It's kind of like you're standing there with $100 bills laying around on your right side. You're over on the left side of your field and the entity says, oh, I'll pick up those $100 bills. That person right. isn't claiming them. So when we're right in the center, we have ourselves and our multidimensional connection to source comes right from that center. We've introduced tapping here. This is actually something we haven't talked on in the show before, uh, but I'm aware of what it is. So could we give just a brief background of where, what is tapping and where did you learn it? Mm -hmm. I learned the tapping from a system called thought field therapy developed by a psychologist psychologist named Roger Callahan. He was studying energy flow and the correlation of the meridians, which it's like there's a little wire that goes to every organ in your body. And there are balancing points on those meridians. It's a little wire. It's about the size of a hair and an electrical um, energy flows through it. The kidney meridian ends right under the collarbone in that little junction with the sternum. So when we did this intervention of putting five fingers around the belly button and we tap under the collarbone, that balances the kidney meridian. And the kidneys are the only meridian that has a point on the sole of the foot. So the kidneys ground us to earth energy, and we get power from Pachamama, our mother earth. Mm -hmm. We get power that helps power flow. And then there is a point to tap to release all of the uncomfortable emotions, the downers, the fear, the shame. Actually, the point under the lips releases shame. So when we're holding our belly button, that supports the flow of energy up the midline, ending under the lips. And that helps us call back our value and worth. And that point under the nose balances 
the governor vessel, all the meridians that flow down, and that helps us hold our personal power. It's almost like magic to find the point that will open up an energy flow that's been blocked. And that's what tapping does. It opens up blocked energy. Okay, very good. Uh, I've, uh, Nina is, uh, uh, for people who listen to the show know that Nina is an acupuncturist. And so, yes. <laughs> so when you were you saying about meridians, whatever, I know exactly what you're talking about here. And also um, she's actually needled kidney one, which is the one that's located on the bottom of the foot. That's um, yes. Yeah. That could, that could be uh, that's a very power, strong, strong point. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, there have been some studies done of the benefit of putting needles in points and tapping, and it's about the same. Yeah, it is about the same, yeah. It's about the same. However, I don't like needles all that well. I, I get acupuncture when I need it, but mm. I, I like the tapping also because you can't go wrong with the tapping. If you tap a balance point and you don't need it, the body just waits till you get the right point. But with acupuncture, you have to know exactly precisely what actually, you're doing. That's not true. That's not true. Really? It, no, no, you don't actually have to hit the point exactly because the, the actually a better way of finding your acupuncture points that you need to hit mm -hmm. is you just simply move your fingers along the meridian. Oh, and the one that hurts is the one you needle or the one that you press or the one that you tap. Oh, wow. That's good to know. Yeah. So that, and that's, that's actually a master tongue uh, taught that to Nina. She, she learned how to do that because she came from a traditional Chinese medicine background and mm -hmm. with that particular modality, yes, you have to get the point actually, absolutely, mm -hmm. exactly. You have to hit them in the right combination, whatever. And we've, we found mm -hmm. that through our research of Chinese medicine at least the esoteric Chinese medicine is that that's just not the way it's practiced in, you know, for people who have been doing it for a very, very long time, they know that that's the, uh, the, the point combinations are just they're They're just formulatic in order to satisfy Western insurance companies. So it's about, oh. <laughs> yeah, because they, it's like, okay, well, we need to be able to show a prog a, a medical something that is, verifiable through paperwork through you know through your soap sheet and whatever when you submit your things to the insurance company this is the treatment that i did to say mm -hmm. in as on a uh, on a on a soap what they call a soap sheet it's a, you know for your insurance yeah. companies yeah i just pressed and and needle the ones that hurt insurance companies don't like that they, they want something that that they can really sink their teeth into and understand that this is something that's part of a um an established system but we find though that this, the, the points, the actual acupuncture points vary from person to person. So where, the, where is your pain? Where, is the, where are the, the, the meridians blocked? Well, that's, if they're blocked, they're going to hurt when you, when you press them. Yes. So that's when you're going to get that, that movement. And that's the, one of the great things about tapping too. And, and also we're talking about the difference between tapping and needling. It's the same. It's because what does the needle do? The needle activates the point and it acts like a conduit of that energy. Well, tapping does the same thing. Acupressure does the same thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all the same. It's just whatever, where your personal comfort level is. Also, 
it's you know the the skill of the practitioner that you are seeing it's it's all about that transference of energy what works for you and it's it's phenomenal and and that the that that is actually the essence of of chinese medicine is just understanding the meridians understanding what they do to the body and their connection to the organ systems mm-hmm. and that every organ is connected to an emotion and that when it is blocked you're going to have expression of negative emotion or disease based on how blocked that channel is and tapping just opens all that up. Yes. I am so pleased to know that it's like a higher order of acupuncture to customize it right for the person's system. Absolutely. And when Nina was practicing, she had phenomenal results with um, her, her patients. Uh, they, she had people coming in with chronic pain and she was able to uh, one or two sessions and that was it. And then, you know, oh. pain was gone. And um, I mean, she's not practicing acupuncture anymore, but she is now she's doing art now. And again, it, it, art and acupuncture are go very much go hand in hand. It is also about understanding intention, understanding energy flow and being able to convey that on a, on a picture as well as being able to convey it in the body. So let's talk a little bit about um, beyond the tapping that gets us centered. Let's talk a bit about keeping one's that uh, vibration high. I mean, we do, we, we, you can do that tapping all the time, <laughs> but there's there, I guess there's also some conscious things you can do to kind of keep yourself up that higher level. Yes. One of the supercharged power treatments to raise your vibration is to connect with a being of light in a higher dimension. They're vibrating a lot faster. And when we connect to them, it raises our vibration. I'm going to talk about different beings that could be helping to raise your vibration. The first one would be your guardian angels. For some reason, the creator decided that every single human needed some help. And so everybody gets at least one guardian angel that's with them from before they're born until after they die and get into the next world. Some people get more than one, average is two to four. Uh, One of my colleagues, Richard Bartlett, says he has eight guardian angels because God doesn't trust him. (laughs) 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 That he needs more supervision, I guess. So if you're a dowser, you can douse how many guardian angels you have. If you're an intuitive, you can just ask them to present themselves. Another access to help is beloved ancestors. Sometimes sometimes when people we've known while we're alive die, like usually grandparents die during our lifetime and parents When they get to the world of light, they get jobs. They don't just get to sit around and play a harp forever. They can get on a team for a loved one so that they can help alert people to danger, watch over them. So there might be an ancestor there. The spirit guides like to help people who are doing the same kind of project that they're working on in the next world. Like if they're making free energy devices, 
in the world of light. They'll communicate with Tesla and channel that information of how to gather the Earth's energy, even without wires, to give free energy. And then another aspect on our spiritual guidance team is past pets. If you had a, a, a dog that you made a love relationship with that dog or a cat or a horse, or my cousin is really sure that her turtle will be in heaven when she gets there. I'm not sure how much love capacity turtles have, but hers is going to be there for her that when those animals die, their spiritual presence stays as a helper. And I know that when I'm done here and I cross into the next world, my little dog will be right there to greet me and will be so happy to see me. So past pets may be hanging around. And then there are spiritual figures, different incarnations of the divine, there are the Kumaras, which are the Godhead puts into a physical incarnation of being to show us what God is like. Instead of reading a book, it's better to have an actual person. The Christ energy is also called Sananda Kumara. He's one of the four Kumaras. The other, others are the Buddha and Horus, and then Sanat Kumara is the head of the Arcturian fleet and is another incarnation of the divine. The Arcturians, the Pleiadians, and the Syrians are star civilizations who have already ascended from third dimension into fourth and into fifth and on up to sixth, seventh, and some of them are in eighth dimension. And they are kind of clustering around planet Earth because we're in the labor pains of we're about to let go of our fear programs mm -hmm. and step into our full power. And they're the cheerleaders and they're available, but they respect the law of free will. They don't just say, here I am, I'm sending you light. You have to ask for it. Please shed light into my system. Raise my vibration. Help me see things from a higher perspective. It's very important. Um, I'm actually a student of the law of one. And, yes. and the Ra entity is also yes. one of these high uh, galactic council beings. And they absolutely operate from the we will not provide you with one lick of information unless you ask for it and you have to ask the right question. And when you go through the raw contact, um, a lot of times <clears throat> the questioner did not ask the right question <laughs> and they were told so that they, that they <laughs> asked the wrong question and they're like, okay, well, we will attempt to answer your question, but understand that there's, so you've asked a very asked a very loaded question, which is not from high frequency. It's not coming from a love and light place. It's coming from a fear place. So we'll mm -hmm. try to answer your question. But if you want a, the love and light answer, you need to ask a love and light question. For anyone who's interested in the uh, 
uh, and the raw contact. We actually have a few episodes where we actually talked about the raw contact and the law of one. And so, yeah, the, those episodes are very, very interesting. Nina and I talk about those. So there are other strategies that you have from the soul detective manual of how to raise one's vibration. Now we've already covered a couple of them, with the tapping, but what is, what would you say is the number one thing that you need to do in order to keep your vibration high? Well, eliminate the downers, the things that are pulling you down. And fear is the big thing. When we get afraid, that lowers our vibration and makes us vulnerable to attack. The dark side has one tool. It is fear. That's the only tool they have. The genius of thought field therapy is that they figured out what fear does in your body and how to eliminate the fear. So if, if anybody would like to think of something they're afraid of and try this out, you can do it. Always start with the heart circle. I accept all my feelings, including my fears that, well, my biggest fear growing up was that the world would blow up in a nuclear explosion. That was the thing I was most afraid of. And surprise, that didn't happen. I got to grow up. Um, I accept all my fears about everything. And we have spiritual help that does not want Earth to get blown up because that would affect all the planets in our solar system, in our galaxy. It, It rips a hole in time and space. And so our star friends have been deactivating nuclear weapons when people fire them at other countries. They just make them fizzle. It's really great when you look at the evidence of what has happened to stop any dark plan of blowing things up. I accept all my fears. I accept all my fears. And then the three organs that fear goes to are the stomach, the spleen, and the kidneys. So we tap or just hold right under the eyes. If you go, if you look straight ahead and come down from your pupil to the bone, right there under the eye, there's a little notch in the bone and either tap on that spot. And you don't really have to say anything, but if you like to talk, and I like to talk because I was trained in psychotherapy, you can say, I'm letting go of my fear of not having enough money, my fear of not having enough time my fear of not having enough love in my life or whatever your fear is. I'm letting go of this fear. And you just tap until you feel yourself take a breath. That breath is a sign that the stomach meridian has opened up. And then the second point in the fear triangle is under the arms. If you want to know exactly where the point is, it's eight fingers under the armpit. So you can put four fingers right under your arm, go down four more fingers and out. (laughs) When you get to that spot, it hurts. Now that spot is on the spleen meridian. So that would be right what Nina would say that that hurts. And so it needs treatment. You can jiggle it, you can tap it, or you can hold it. 
And again, you don't have to say anything, but if you want to say something, you can say, I'm letting go of my fear that the stock market will crash and I won't have any money for retirement or whatever your fear is. I'm letting go of that. I don't need to carry around that fear. And again, you tap at least five times, more often about 25 times, or sometimes you need to tap even longer than that until it feels balanced. And then the third point that eliminates fear is under the collarbone again, right up next to the sternum in that little dent where there's a tender spot there, the end of the kidney meridian. And you tap there and you say, I am releasing my fear. Okay, I'm going to do a real one. I'm releasing my fear that the deer are going to get in my garden and eat all of my beans. Because they ate a few of my beans, but they didn't eat them all. And I, I'm releasing my fear. I will have beans. I will have food. And I guess the deer need to eat too. So I'm just letting go of my fear of the critters eating up the garden I planted for me. So whatever it is of fear, if you run away from it and deny it, that doesn't help. It's like stuffing it in the closet. Things do not go away when you repress them. They gain strength and then burst out and are worse. So it's better to really face your fears and deal with them because that's the biggest downer. So now some uppers. I'm going to give you a list and you just pick what you like from this list. Get together okay. with people you love. Hopefully some of your family is in that group. Uh, no matter what differences have split up families, friends, and families, when you're with people you love, it raises your vibration. You can change your diet to a higher vibrational diet. Animal flesh is a lower vibration, and plant-based diets are a little higher vibration. But having said that, some people's bodies need animal protein. So you want to eat what makes your body feel good. See what you need. Um, I think it's kind of universal that refined sugar and refined flour lower the vibration. So whole grains and natural sweeteners are better. Um, less gluten helps. Alcohol, I'm so sorry to say that it, it is a toxin. And the less you use of that, the better. And then more greens, vegetables, and fruits, and fresh things. If you can grow some of your own food and eat it fresh, that has a high vibration. It has more chi. Uh, other things are meditation and exercise. Decrease exposure to electromagnetic frequencies. If you're around computers all the time, then you need to wear something to protect you from that detrimental EMF. You can decrease computer time. Singing, uplifting music <laughs> raises your vibration. Uh, 
If you're singing a very sad country western song, that might lower your vibration. She ran away and I don't want to live anymore. But that would be kind of a downer vibration. But when you sing a song with joy, it really lifts your spirit and your heart. And if you play a musical instrument, music, I hear that sound created the universe. And so when you make happy sounds, it lifts your connection with source. Okay. Another thing is to do creative things. The creator made us, and when we make things, we are connecting with the creative energy of the universe artwork and um, I'm a potter making things from clay or uh, planting a beautiful garden or whatever, whatever you do, decorating your home in a way that the energy flows and lifts you up can be great. Now, our thoughts come in and we can either focus on the negative ones, like there's not enough of everything, or we can focus on positive thoughts like Wow, I'm an eternal being. I have eternity instead of I don't have enough time. I have eternity. I am a being of light in a human bodysuit for the moment. And all is well, and we're going to get through this. Whatever the positive thoughts are that can make you feel good, focus on those, rehearse them. Because the subconscious mind believes whatever you're thinking. Another way is to face your shadow. We all would like to get justice for injustice that has been done to us. It's also called revenge. But if we focus on that shadow part of us that really wants the bad guys to get what they deserve, then it lowers our vibration. So if we pray forgiveness for everybody, especially ourselves, because who among us hasn't ever made a mistake? Certainly not I. When we forgive ourselves and others for everything, that really lifts us to a higher vibration. And then the last thing on my list is to have more fun. Whatever is fun for you, well, I have a lot of fun doing this show. So that absolutes me every single, single time. So <laughs> I see that, Bill. I see you are glowing. Uh, this is so much fun. Yes. And it's fun talking to you, too. And it's it's so, so fun getting um, different perspectives of how we as practitioners with our with ourselves and also with our clients help to raise that vibration. And, you know, we... And like I said in the beginning, we may use different words, we may use different paradigms or different uh, ways of going about it. It's all the same. It's all about the same goal, facing our fear, dispelling mm-hmm. our fear, mm-hmm. doing having more fun in life and doing that which brings us joy. Because the more joy you bring into your life, the less likely that you're going to be attracting lower energy fields, whether they are coming from lower entity beings or they're coming from 
uh, your own fear or your own, or the media or whatever. It, it's there's a whole lot of negative to hold on to. You you face it, find out what it is. What's this teaching me? And then yes. let it go. Yes. Now, as an author, you will understand when I say one of the most fun things for me is when somebody really wants to know the things in the four books I've written and they will get my book and read it, somebody who's serious. So the may I just mention my four books? Absolutely. Okay, the first one was Cancer as Initiation, Surviving the Fire, published in 1994. The night after I came home from cancer surgery, I had nightmares all night about having cancer. And the inner voice said, write about your experience document everything you go through and call the book cancer as initiation. I thought, well, oh, an initiation, that means I'm getting prepared for something greater, not the grave. Right. <laughs> that, sounded, <laughs> that sounded pretty good to me. And then the second book I wrote, and that came out in 2008, was Invisible Roots, and that's about healing past life trauma and how to help earthbound spirits get to the world of light. Then in 2012, the book I wrote about the survivor story came out called Transforming Fear into Gold. That's how you take that fear and you turn it around into power. And then the last book I wrote came out in 2021. It's called Star Civilizations. It's a list of a couple dozen different star groups who have been interacting with humans for, for a long, long time. And it's got the bad guys, the reptilians and the greys and a few other nefarious groups. And it's got the good guys who are helping us the Arcturians, the Andromedans, the Syrians, and the Pleiadians. And it gives a cosmic picture of our evolution as a species. So it's just so much fun for me to talk about those books and to share them with people. They are available on my website again at www.souldetective.net. And one of the things that truly feeds my soul is when I teach the soul detective method to others. There are, there's a schedule on my website of when the trainings are, and it's, it's for serious practitioners. It's not just for spectators. It's for people who are dealing with clients who are caught in the underworld of curses and hexes and entity invasion, how to unpack those things and delete them and heal the wounds that let them in so a person can raise their vibration. So that's great fun for me. Awesome. So again, that uh, website is souldetective.net. And Correct. thank you, Barbara, so much for, for taking the time to talk to us today. And, uh, and thank you, our listeners, for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.